Hey, what's up? I'm Aaron Lewis, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, this is Ricky Phillips of Sticks, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 413 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 413, we are joined by Tony Brock of the band The Babies. Uh, The Babies, for uh, those who might not be familiar, kind of burst onto the scene in the U.S. in the late 70s. uh, 1977 uh, was the first single in the U.S., uh, Tony Brock, uh, Wally Stalker, and uh, John Waite uh, was on bass and vocals at the time. Uh, the band uh, did a couple albums before kind of calling it quits in the in the early 80s. Uh, so I know many of the folks in my generation kind of knew of the babies only from learning about John Waite, uh, who obviously had a huge hit with I Ain't Missing You and then went on to be uh, in Bad English. Also, Ricky Phillips was also in bad english was um or is i should say the current bassist of the uh sticks the band sticks not the sticks but the sticks um and then obviously jonathan kane who uh was in the babies as well a songwriter who went on to be in one of the biggest bands on the planet and co-write one of the biggest songs of all time so a band with a, a huge pedigree uh the band went on hiatus in the early 80s and and i think why a lot of the people of of kind of my generation may have missed the band uh but they came back in 2014 with a band called i'll have some of that uh wally and and tony reformed the band uh have a new vocalist uh john bishaha and uh joey sykes on guitar uh but still have that kind of the classic baby sound so if you are familiar with the music it's very uh similar in in uh, style to their to their music so we're going to play you a song from the album i'll have some of that and then we're going to get into an interview with uh, tony brock also we want to let you know they were coming in to do a show in warrendale pennsylvania which is just outside of pittsburgh uh, on the 7th of june at jurgles they're also doing a show as we talk about in the interview on the 8th in ohio so if you're within the sound of my voice uh two chances to see the band uh in the next couple weeks and it's great to hear the word june and concerts a uh, great time of the year to be in western Pennsylvania. The sun is out. The weather's warmed up. Um, so it'll be great to get out to see some live music without having to worry about if you buy tickets getting there in the snow. Uh, so here's a going to play you a little bit of, of, of what I should say is the new Babies album. It's from 2014. From I'll have some of that. We'll get into that interview with Tom, Tony Brock. Take a breath. Close your eyes. Let's go someplace only we can find No one else, just you and me This is where I always want to be
than we've ever been Safe again, it speaks to me This is where I always want to be Still in your arms, I'm falling over Ladies and gentlemen, my honor to welcome to the show we have from the band The Babies. We have Tony Brock on the line. How you doing, Tony? Uh, very well, John. Thanks Gr- for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolute pleasure. You guys are, are rolling into uh, Warrendale to do a show at uh, Jurgles on June 7th. Um, it's been a little while, I think, since you know maybe a lot of people have seen the band. Or I think maybe people grew up. Uh, remember the band. Uh, you guys had some hits. Uh, obviously, a very... Um, yeah, you know, some people in the band went on to do some other things uh, that you yeah. know, probably helped draw some uh, attention to the band. I know we had Ricky Phillips on the show last year, who was uh, currently playing with Sticks and been playing with Sticks actually for a long time. Um, yeah. You know, so we wanted to kind of you know get people kind of re-familiar with what you guys do. Uh, you had an album in was it 2013, 2014 time span? You guys put out um, you kind of the reform lineup album. Yeah, 2014, you know, um, we put out uh, an album called I'll I'll Have Some of That, and um, I was lucky enough to produce it, and uh, it was with a new band. Uh, Basically, I mean, the babies had, I mean, for people that don't know, I mean, when John Waite was in the band, we Mm -hmm. had, uh, we were together for about six, seven years, and... um, uh, we, you know, we we had uh, like uh, three top ten hits, and uh, every time I think of you, and isn't it time? And uh, and uh, Wally and I, and uh, you know, we were a, a band, and you know, the sound was the band, and uh, Wally had his uh, guitar sound, which is uh, as soon as you hear him on the radio, or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it's Wally Stocker. Sure. I, I kind of feel the same way. I grew up with, the, you know, John Bonham, and I have that similar sort of sound. And I'm not saying I'm as good as John Bonham, but you know, it's subjective. Uh, yeah, and uh, so uh, I didn't think we were f- we were the babies were finished when we broke up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, John White went to do his uh, solo thing and. Uh, to this day, never could understand why we couldn't do keep the babies together and him still do his solo thing. But that's all good. He's doing well, and mm-hmm. uh, Jonathan King went on to Journey, yeah. and Ricky Phillips, who I just saw yesterday, 
and play. He played in um, uh, Atlanta, and uh, he's doing well with sticks. And um, but I, I've got a, a, a brand new singer now. So Wally and I basically put the band back together. Sure. And uh, recorded a new album. Um, and uh, we're really happy, you know. Uh, the band sounds like the original babies. I mean, we are. There's two of the original members. Uh, sure. How, how many bands can say that these days? <laughs> yeah, two. Uh, two is uh, actually probably more than most. Um, you know, for bands, yeah, you know, you, well, you know, when you go to, go to see Foreigner, usually they're not. They're, half the time, there's none. Yeah, I, I've been. I, I've been. Uh, subjected to that, you know, when you know, and they still put on an amazing show. Um, but yes, there, you know, the night of the first night I saw Foreigner, it was kind of like, wait a second, who's here? Um, well, um, Tony, when you put the um, new material together, um, you know, yeah. and, and you brought the band back, you know, yourself and Wally. It, obviously, you know, a lot of bands when they replace a singer, replace a, a bass player, whatever. It may be four years since the last album, two years since the last album, but you guys went, you know, twenty odd years um, between albums. Obviously, you're very different people at this point in your life. You're different musicians. You went on to do um, some great work with Jimmy Barnes, Rod Stewart, uh, etc. You know, Wally had a career outside of the Babies. Uh, when you came back together, and, and you know, and you and you, plus you're injecting a new bass player, a new singer. Uh, another guitarist did did you have to make a conscious effort to sound like the babies or did you just kind of let the music organically go where the four of you took it no it was a, a, a conscious effort to keep uh, the baby sound and um, John Pasaha who uh, uh, I got in on, on for lead vocalist mm -hmm. plays bass and uh, as well, just like the, the early babies days, and uh, we, I was trying to keep it the original, our original sound when Ron never produced us, and right, and then we had that that free type bad company authenticity, you know. Sure. We we all grew up from, uh, you know. I still got that. I get hired today still for that English jo uh, backbeat, you yeah. know, that we. Uh, we stole from the the soul guys in America. Mm -hmm. So, but um, no, it was a, a not a conscious effort to be just to um, change uh, to go outside of the where the babies were at. We you know right. it was, we just wanted. I just wanted to make sure it was authentic uh, as, as best could be. Right. But then, of course, you know we have to move on. And so, uh, but we wrote some, we had a, a couple of ballads on there which were very much like Every Time I Think of You and Isn't mm -hmm. It Time. Right. And uh, we're really proud of them. And John, John just, uh, our singer, naturally sounds like John Way and uh, a little bit. And um, he's getting distressed a, a, a little bit now too. So, um, with that and his, his bass playing, and um, mm -hmm. we've got another guitarist in, uh, called uh, Joey Sykes. Right. And um, so between Wally and myself and John, who 
It's a great front man. We uh, we sound just like the babies uh, used to, and it's just natural. Yeah. So you know that's what I was. I you know, it, well yeah. So to answer you to your question, yes, it was a conscious effort. Obviously, we didn't want to sound like someone else. We yeah. wanted to be the babies. Yeah, I think of you know I was listening to some of your work with Jimmy Barnes uh, this morning. I'm thinking, okay, what if, what if you had just decided to have Jimmy sing? You know, it would have sounded totally different. And, and I don't know that you know, not that it would sound bad, but it wouldn't have sounded like the babies. You know, and, oh, and that's yeah. a that's okay. a decision you had to you know obviously make when you decided to get a band back together. Is do we sound the way these four musicians sound together, regardless of what your history was, or do you honor that history? By you know trying to have a similar sound and even your songwriting, um, you know you don't want to yeah, throw well, out a heavy metal album in 2014. Yeah. You know would have been very different from what you guys did in you know your yeah your original well, fortunately, era. Fortunately, Wally and I had um, songs uh, that we had written when the babies were you know the original lineup was together. Okay. We had bits and pieces all over the place of things that were written then, yeah, and uh, were either not finished or whatever. And we put those together, and not all the tracks were uh, from that era, but we luckily saved. I mean, so much that didn't right. didn't get released, and so that helped the um, progression of the album and the band. And mm-hmm. uh, Wally and I. Uh, really, really happy with it. Yeah, and, and the you album, know, you, know, you know, like you, like you say, if Jimmy Barnes had come in, I mean, he got he was the first one to be asked to join ACDC. Yeah. So, you know, that's where his voice is at. Yeah, Even I mean, we had uh, had seven years in number ones with Jimmy. That was fa- that was just fantastic there in Australia. Mm. Yeah, there's a singer and, that. Uh, uh, I think it was tragically underrated in the United States. I, I know I happened to catch, you know, obviously had the song with In Excess that was, you know, a hit in the 80s, but uh, largely yeah. not heard of in the U.S. And I happened to catch uh, a um, project he did with Steve Morris. Uh, it was mostly oh. Ozzy Osbourne songs. Yeah. Um, I re- I re- Living Loud, I think it was called. And I had caught that. I was right. like, this man has a phenomenal voice. And, you know, thanks to... You know, for all its its faults, Spotify, you know, gives you the ability to pull up some stuff um, that you know you may not find in your local record shop, and uh, to go back and discover some of his work, a uh, truly phenomenal singer. Uh, well, he's he's still to this day. In fact, uh, the babies were uh, up until yesterday going down to um, play with uh, Jimmy mm-hmm. on his next tour. He's got a three month tour going on. He's the, he's still to this day the number one. Mel, uh, artist in um, in Australia, New Zealand, and uh, he's huge. I mean, yeah. everybody he does all the radio shows, all the TV shows. I mean, he's, he's the if you don't know Jimmy Barnes in Australia, you you know you, you must be uh, not quite all there. Yeah, <laughs> that's you're just not paying attention. Uh, was there particular countries? You know, I I. I you find this with a lot of music, especially in, in the you know up through even the '80s before the internet kind of changed the, the playing field. Were there particular countries that the babies were more popular in, like your native England, or, or were you more of a phenomenon in the U.S.? Did you 
field for particular countries that really catered towards you guys? Oh, definitely America. We uh, we came over in um, in '76. Uh, Crystal, we signed a. We were the first band to get a um, a record deal mm-hmm. through a video, and um, we made this uh, this video of three three of our songs that we still play today, and um, and uh, we sent it into the TV stations and uh, and a couple of. Uh, record companies and Chrysalis uh, offered us and, and everybody well you know when people weren't signing deals they saw the video for the first, I think we were the first band to ever get a record deal through a video and they didn't even see us play yeah they signed they signed us right there and then and um Chrysalis really did a great job, and they were a small company at the time. Yeah. And uh, so they brought us. They, we had, you know, we had all our names on the buses in England and everything. But we came over to America uh, and did our first album uh, in Canada. Uh, but um, but we came to to America and was received with open arms. So. Um, the English uh, uh, format, you know, that we have, it was very, was very well accepted in, in uh, or received in, in America, and it still, it still is that way. So, um, yeah, America's our, our number one uh, country, but yeah. we, uh, we can go to Australia, obviously, and mm-hmm. uh, back to England. Um, Germany and places like that, and still be uh, recognized uh, as a as a major band, but America still is it. Yeah, it was just always neat to see how the you know a band like, for example, Kiss, you know, might have been, you know, enormous in popularity in Australia, um, but you know, in other parts of the world, maybe not as big. And we were talking about Jimmy Barnes, you know, another guy who, who you know, whether it's just. PR push or radio play or whatever um, really contributed in that era to where a band broke. Um, you know, now it's a little different because you can drop an album on Friday and the entire planet can hear it on Friday without ever leaving their house. Um, you know, it's yeah. certainly, certainly a different. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a different uh, game now. I mean, in the, in the early days, it was all about record companies and. Mm-hmm. And PR people, and getting you on the radio, and getting uh, people to see you, and you could actually go buy the record, you know, which was wonderful. Yeah. Uh, not to not to sound old, but it was a great thing. Which your ki- uh, the kids these days, they you know, we've made um, um, a few uh, LPs too, so that uh, when you actually open it up, you can read and see who played on what track and and stories about the each track or whatever you know yeah. there's something that might be interesting yeah yeah these for days the... I mean, you have to go onto the website or whatever and find out if it, if people bother to even put those those little great little tidbits in there anymore yeah i remember as a kid being just i was that the, you know that kind of weirdo that read all the liner notes and the producers and the you know Everything you know, well, would, you yeah, know all that don't stuff. Don't people want to? Don't people want to know that? You know, 
yeah where it was recorded and how and yeah it's just uh it's, to me it's still really interesting that uh it seems like uh now gets played on an mp3 which an mp3 sounds terrible mm. and um they people don't know much difference and um but that's okay i'm not knocking it it's just but it's uh certainly different the, yeah you know i mean the earthiness of uh uh, the way we used to record well I, we actually I recorded um, the bands in my studio now I still record on two inch tape and Pro Tools so you got the best of both worlds yeah yeah because you know you can't replace that compression and and uh, beautiful warmth and hi-fi uh, through digital so when you, know, you it's uh, Go ahead. When you look back, I mean, you've you've done a, a great amount of production work over your career, and you obviously, with your debut album, had the opportunity to work with Bob Evans, and you mentioned Ron on your follow-up album. Were you in a position at that point to to really learn from those guys, or or is this some skills you picked up, or you know, a little later on in your career uh, as yeah. a musician? Well, you, I'm sure you know yourself when you. Um you know kind of what it was you know, what, what you want to do later in life and, and what sure. what you what you're interested in what catches you and for me ever since i started i've watched um every producer that we've we've been lucky enough to have the best producers in the world and i've tried to learn everything that they do and why they do it and um Especially Ron Neverson, right. my lord, I learned so much from him. He got me the uh, the John Bonham sound in, mm -hmm. in two minutes, and uh, and um, if you have the right place to record in, it, it's uh, it's so simple. But of course, you have to. I mean, no one plays like John Bonham these days. But sure. the sound itself is 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 huge, and you can leave that space for. Uh, other things, you know, and uh, um, but yeah, Bob Ezrin, uh, Ron Neverson, Keith Olsen. Yeah, it was really the who's who of production uh, in that era, you know. Yeah, so I I did I basically stole everything I, I that I know from those guys, and then put it together and now do what I like. Which uh, is a combination of all those guys, especially sure. Ron Neverson. To me, he's one of the best producers in the world. It's interesting to hear um, from from a drummer. You know, so many times you you know you read a you know with the slew of rock autobiographies available. You know, a drummer that might come and do their parts in a day and a half, and then they're not seen until you know it's time to do a rehearsal for the tour. Um, for you to take oh, that time and, and you know realize there's more to life than just being the guy on the stage. And you know, take that. Oh, absolutely! No, I've there was every band I've been in, I've either sang all the backgrounds mm -hmm. or um, written songs, uh, contributed writing and arrangement. Right. So um, it's not uh, it's not a case where the rhythm section just go in and play their parts. It's uh, right. I like to be full on and and part of it all and do the arrangement and help write and uh, we do it as a unit and um, 
I've never done it any other way, and uh, to produce is is heaven for me. So uh, well, that's you know, and that what's uh, nice is you know you look at your resume, and you can see that you know that that work paid off not just with the babies, but you know your time with Rod Stewart, your your work with you know countless yeah, other artists. Was, you know that's Rod uh, was fantastic. I spent twelve years with Rod. Yeah, I mean, and, and that was. Uh, you know, of a, a very you know, I don't want to say a second career for him that time. You know, that period of time, but you know, he kind of went from being, you know, the '70s kind of star into the music you did with him. Um, you know, he had a yeah. really a, a renaissance. Uh, you know, after Young Turks and, and some of that stuff, because the you know the video era really obviously loved him. You know, the MTV era. Yeah. Um, so it was a, a very fruitful time uh, to do that, and it's great. You know that you were able to do that. You know, you look at bands. You know, I uh, can't tell you how many times you see a band that broke up in 1985 or 1986 or whatever and, and are getting back together now, but in the meantime, they went on to become accountants or, you know, six, yeah. six divorces and 12 different careers trying to make ends meet and then, are, you know, coming uh, back to it for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah, so. no, I've got, uh, I've got a really good time in this because I'm a drummer, but I, I, I don't think I'll be a very good accountant. Yeah, well, everybody, you know, but it's good, you know, to learn other things to stay in the in the business. You know, you you look at, um, you know, some of the musicians you see in the world um, who really make a career out of it aren't just the guys who can maybe play the bass, but they're the guy who can play the bass and and do, you know, like Ricky, uh, the harmonies appropriately and are, are easy to travel with. You know, they're good people to be around. Um, yeah, you know, that's really yeah, I think. He's wonderful to be around. So yeah, and and that's I think what what goes a long long way to making someone, you know, make three albums and go do something else, or make three albums and then move on to other projects, and you know, make a career out of being a musician. So you know, the attitude and the work ethic certainly paid off uh, for both you guys. And you absolutely, know. yeah. Well, Tony, yeah, I, I, I want to. You know, I'm sorry. No. No, I, I was just going to say I just, yeah, you know, I don't honestly um, want to do anything else. You know, the music's mm -hmm. in the blood, and once it's there, if, if I'm not doing anything in the music business, if I'm not playing drums for a couple of weeks, uh, I get really not irritable, but I just have that aching to do something. You know? Yeah, you get that restless, and that's that's yeah. that's a health, healthy yeah. thing. You know, that's that's a good thing. Keep a keep your absolutely yeah. I want to do what they say. You enjoy what you do. You you you'll have a happier life. And so, um, uh, it, even though it's not all been roses, you know, there's been times where we've had to, in my early bands, be eating cornflakes out of ashtrays. You know, so mm -hmm. sure. <laughs> you know, it's not all been it's not been roses, but uh, I'm I'm glad I'm still in the business and. Uh, and and enjoying it. And, yeah, and, uh, and of that's course we're we're looking forward to coming to Pittsburgh. Yeah, we uh, were certainly looking forward to having you guys on June seventh. You're going to be doing the show Warrendale. Show starts at roughly. How long is your set? Do you guys have kind of a about, rough a, idea? about an hour, hour and forty maybe? You know, okay. Hour, Great. Uh, depending. Uh, um, sometimes, sometimes we have a couple of uh, warm-up acts for us. I don't sure. know if we have anybody in Pittsburgh, um, but yeah. definitely looking forward to it because uh, Pittsburgh, 
babies used to the regional babies used to play there a lot and we were always well received and yeah, yeah it's much uh, appreciated and uh, of course like you know uh, places like Cleveland go crazy over us yeah and uh, LA LA still loves us and oh the rock cities for some reason with a bat with a name called the babies you don't expect yeah, that, that's that's a good point. What comes out of us, you know, with the true rock band, and and that's what's kept us alive is the is the songs, and that's, that's what's kept all the great bands alive uh, yeah. is the quality of the songs and um, and obviously the musicianship. So uh, uh, that that's the reason why we can still go out now to this day. Well, that's wonderful, awesome. And again, I want to thank you so much. We will catch you when you get into town, Tony. You'll be here on June 7th. You're doing a show uh, in Warrendale. And if for some reason people can't make the show on the 7th, you were playing in our neighboring Ohio on the 8th in Wilmington, Ohio. So, you know, yeah, shouldn't be too far of a drive. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Tony, I want to thank you so much for your time today, man. Bye. Well, well, thank you, John. Another Drusky Entertainment event, June 7th. The Babies, live at Jurgles Rhythm Grill. I'm Live at Jurgles Rhythm Grill, June 7th. Buy your tickets now at druskyentertainment.com. Every time I think of you, every single time, The Babies, live at Jurgles Rhythm Grill. Another Drusky Entertainment event. All right, again, June 7th at Warrendale at Jurgles. Uh, Tony and the band, uh, The Babies, will be in town. Uh, it was great getting a chance to talk to him. Like I said, the, the Babies were always a band. I think that people in my era, people who grew up in the 80s, uh, were aware of. You know, if you follow the history of, you know, a lot of musicians, as I imagine quite a few of you do, you hear about bands they were in before, but as I mentioned in the interview, it wasn't always so easy to just go and uh, go to the local, local national record board and pick up a Babies album in the 80s because the band had kind of already come and gone by the time uh, many of us got into music so it was great to get a chance uh to learn more about the band uh, obviously the many of the players in the band are, are legendary uh, and it was really really cool to get a chance to see them it's going to be a, a great night on june 7th to get out there and see some live music as i mentioned there are a ton of concerts coming into pittsburgh so you can go to ironcityrocks.com up on the top on the menu we've got a link to a concert calendar and check that out also if you get on our facebook page or twitter uh, both are forward slash iron city rocks we announce concerts literally the day they're announced to the world so if you if you want to be you know kind of first in line to find out about shows let us know uh, you know follow us on facebook we'll let you know i should say and uh, you can be kind of up on getting these shows it's it's always disheartening to hear people say i didn't know they were coming or shoot they were here and i didn't realize it um, you'll you'll find with social media that a lot of times it's very difficult. Even if you follow a page, you don't always get the updates, and that's extremely unfortunate. There are settings in there you can do that, so everything uh, we post comes up first on your your list. Um, you know that may or may want to go to that extreme, but you can always go to our concert calendar uh, and see what's coming. We uh, are in communication with all of the major promoters in Pittsburgh, uh, so if we know, you know. Uh, and, and a lot of the music here, you're not necessarily going to hear ads on the radio for, um, you know, because there's so many concerts coming and that's expensive for promoters to do. So we 
uh, we live to get the word out to you so that you can get to shows that's that's a win for us so uh, be sure to check out our instagram facebook twitter uh, we're also on youtube and uh, ironcityrocks.com you can drop us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com let us know what you think about the guests bands you would like to hear from maybe bands you're tired of hearing from uh, we love any and all feedback good or bad uh, about how you like the show uh, we're here to for your listening pleasure so please let us know how it's going and until next time we want to thank you so much for listening <laughs>